Today's episode is brought to you by our friends at Detour Life. Detour Life is a game changer for both family law professionals and clients alike. Detour Life is an innovative online program which guides clients to easily input and organize the exhaustive document and financial disclosure process and provides professionals with streamlined and secure case management. In addition, Detour Life has comprehensive client onboarding, a secure document repository, income and expense sync, parenting plan agreement features, and much more. I use Detour Life myself, and honestly, one of my favorite features, and one that my clients love as well, is that they can securely link all of their financial accounts directly to the Detour Life platform so that their information is automatically uploaded and updated as time goes on. So whether you're getting a divorce or are a divorce professional, I urge you to check it out yourself. Go to Detour Life, that's D-T-O-U-R dot L-I-F-E, and sign up for their free 14-day trial. Then use code SUSAN20 to get 20% off a subscription. Coming up on today's episode of the Divorce and Beyond podcast. Look at that person and say, has this person done the work? Are they a different person? Have they come through healed, sober, unaddicted, non-cheating? Kind of have they really improved their ways before you decide you wanna jump back off of that cliff again? It's so important to know, is this person a good relationship bet for me? Hello, and welcome to the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host. As a top divorce attorney and family law mediator for 30 years, I know what you need to know to get through your divorce, and most importantly, how to move beyond it to thrive and transition to your new future. My experts and I are here to give you the insider view into the process. So listen in for the wisdom and expert information you need on your journey through divorce and beyond. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. I'm Susan Guthrie, your host, and today we have America's favorite dating expert back with us. Bella Gandhi is here. Hi, Bella. So excited to be here. It is always a good day in divorce and beyond land when Bella is here. And this is an episode um, I've wanted to do for a couple of months now because I woke up and it's always a great day for me when I wake up and I'm sitting there drinking my coffee, watching my Good Morning America, and there she is, Bella Gandhi, helping us all find love on Good Morning America. And you, I think it was back in May, we're talking to Michael Strahan, that little cutie, and, <laughs> and it was all about our topic today, which is, it was all occasioned by Benefer 2.0, this idea of, you know, rekindling love or getting the one who got away. So we're going to talk about love the second time around, and not we don't mean love with a, a new love the second time around. We mean going back and uh, rekindling things with a former love. So who better to talk to about this topic than the expert on love and dating, Bella Gandhi. So again, Bella, thank you so much for joining us. Oh, I am. I've been jumping out of my skin excited to do this all day. <laughs> so I can't wait to talk about this. 
Well, it's, I mean, it is all over the place. I just, I was doing the little research to get ready for the episode. And first of all, Benifer is everywhere, right? Like Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez, everywhere. Um, everything they do is, you know, people seem to be so fascinated with this idea of stepping back in time and rekindling a former love. And I have to tell you, Bella, I have seen this not at the Benefer level, but as a divorce attorney for so long, so many people either during the divorce or soon after rekindle an old romance. Um, mm -hmm. it, you know, so what, it, what's that about? A lot of times we just, we're feeling grief. We're feeling sadness. We're feeling loneliness. And what's easier than getting back on Facebook and looking what your high school ex is doing. Maybe you saw them in a reunion and you saw that they weren't wearing a ring. But what we're seeking at that time is a lack of grief, a lack of sadness. We want somebody to fill that void. And what's better than somebody that was comfortable for us, right? Because we can fall right in to those old pathways, those old routines. And that's why we do it. You know, it makes so much sense. And first, I have to say, I love that you mentioned social media because almost always that is how I've heard at least people reconnecting with old flames. Um, it's always through Facebook or finding either they've stayed in touch or they start, you know, checking them out as they've become single to see, hey, I wonder what Billy's doing. Or maybe Jen, uh, Jen J-Lo went on Facebook and was like, I wonder what Ben's doing these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's not splayed all over the tabloids. Yeah. I, I kind of know what he's doing, but let's just, let's hit each other up on text, right? And it says the tabloids have said that they've been keeping in touch with each other over the years, right? So there is that warm lead aspect as well um, to some of these connections and that can enable things as well. There's so many people I know that are still friends with their exes, connected to their exes. So they don't even need to social media stalk. They're like, send the, hey, are you up text? I'm kidding. And dating, that's like the hookup text. You up? Yeah, I'm up. Are you up? Yep, I'm up. Let's do this. So, <laughs> so right. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm old and married, but even I kind of figured out what that text meant. Are you up? Yeah, I'm still up. Are you up? I'm still awake. It's 1130. What are you doing? Call. Dong, dong, dong. <laughs> oh, things have changed so since I did date. But, you know, there's something about the getting back together with an with a former flame that I, I would imagine there's an appeal to it because you skip over the awkward stuff, right? You skip over the, you know, the awkward conversation at the first coffee or the putting your foot in your mouth when you do something because you don't know them very well. You kind of get to slip into your old sweats here, <laughs> you know, you get to put on something comfortable. Absolutely. And all of that, 100%. And you know that this person was attracted to you at a certain point, and maybe they still are, right? And so what it does is it also eliminates the fear of rejection or it minimizes it because you know this person was super into you. So rather than getting online or trying to go on a blind date or go to a speed dating event or a meetup group, you're like, 
I know he was digging my business, right? And I know I cut that off five years ago because blah, blah, blah. So I know he'd probably up, be up for this again and not say no. Really good point. And, and you know, you just said I, I cut that off five years ago because of blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I, I've, I was reading one of the articles and it said, you know, sometimes, uh, actually, I think J-Lo said this about Ben Affleck. He was the one that got away because timing just wasn't right. Like there was a lot of love there, but we just weren't in the same place. We weren't in the same headspace, and apparently now they are. But is that possible? I mean, is that, you know, that you had the one, but it wasn't the time? Yes, and timing can play a big role. Like let's say, for example, you're young and you're just out of college and you're dating and one person got a job in California and the other person got a job in New York and you just couldn't navigate the distance. So you said, you know what, let's not hold each other back, even though we love each other and let's just go do each of our lives, right? That is purely a timing issue, right? And so maybe 20 years later, if that was a good relationship, even back in the day, and it was just a matter of timing, then it could be a good thing to potentially revisit. Now, usually it's not an issue of timing. It's an issue of comfort, like we've been talking about. But bad timing can certainly lead to good, happy endings later in life. That's, you know, that's interesting. And maybe that is why so many people go back to an old flame, like an old high school or college flame, because Those are transition times in life where we end our college career or we may move to a new place that, you know, timing in life is so volatile at that time in our lives. And we're young. And so maybe it wasn't the time to settle down, but now we're 30, 40, 50. We've been married. We've been through a broken relationship. So maybe it is time to rekindle that former one. But We also both know people change a lot in those 20 or 30 years that that we've talked about. You're not now dating the high school football star that you were dating in 10th grade, right? He's a little different or she's a little different now. 100%. And I think that one of the things that you want to look at when you're rekindling a relationship is just that, number one, this person... And what I would also say, the and to what you said is, you hope that they're different than they were 30 or 40 years ago. Because one of the things you really want to do when you evaluate, should I rekindle with an ex or not, is have I myself done work to realize, why did I end that relationship that I'm potentially wanting to rekindle? And have I grown as a potential partner as well? Do Have I done my therapy? Have I done my coaching? Have I done my deep dives into me? right? Before you get into another relationship. So really looking to see, have you done the work and has this person done work as well before you come back together? Because if you do come back together, you want it to be better, not worse this time around. (laughs) So very true. It brings to mind something you said, I wrote it down from that interview with with Michael Strahan, uh, that, you know, your ex is usually your ex for a reason, right? And it's not often, I would say more often, it's a an organic reason that the relationship 
did not work, then it is a timing issue. So, you know, what, what do you do about that situation? If it's an in meaning the person was dodgy in the first place and you broke up with them because, you know, they were in and out of rehab or they were consistently cheating on you or whatever it is. And at Smart Dating Academy, we deal with all of this on a daily basis. Then I would definitely look at that person and say, has this person done the work? Are they a different person? Have they come through healed, sober, unaddicted, non-cheating? Kind of have they really improved their ways before you decide you want to jump back off of that cliff again? It's so important to know, is this person a good relationship bet for me right now? And again, doing that inside work, what do I want in a relationship? If I want a committed, exclusive relationship, but this person is like, ah, I'm looking for something casual, I don't want anything serious, then you're not aligned from the get-go, right? If you're still in two different states, when we were talking about timing, and neither of you can move because maybe each of you have kids and you part of your agreements are you have to stay in that state, might not be a good bet as well. So you have to really think about, are we aligned long-term? So good point there, because really at what I hear you're saying and, and this comes from other episodes where you've been on the show, is the usual rules of dating don't go out the door just because you knew this person 10 years ago, five years ago, 20 years ago. The, the rules of dating are still in place. It's just you know this person a little better or you knew this person a little better. Exactly. And so you still want to vet them slowly and surely through the process. When exes come back into my clients' lives. And it happens more often than one might think. We have them jumping through a whole series of hoops, doing a whole bunch of circus tricks, I joke, but really vetting that this person is a real serious candidate. And for women, you know, we talk about high GHQ guys, high and good husband qualities, right? That's the trademark to our process, to finding somebody who has good husband qualities for you, that vetting this person that was an ex through the lenses and the model or the rubric of what who is a partner that's going to make you happy based on who you are today, not who you were when you were prom queen junior year in high school. Because yeah. everybody who's listening was prom queen. Clearly. <laughs> going to go dust off my, my crown. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, my crown never existed. I was never the prom queen for those of you who might be concerned or listening like, oh, I don't know if they get us. Never the prom queen. Yeah, don't no, worry. no. And you know what? Life still goes on, everyone. So Life. Susan, on the other hand, was multiple winning prom queen. No, 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 never the prom queen. I think it was homecoming, but whatever. No, right. <laughs> that, right. Exactly. She was the homecoming queen, but that's more like for likable people. That's why she was the homecoming queen. Uh, no, the, the good old days. But when I think back to my high school boyfriend or my college boyfriend, because I'm a serial, I was a serial monogamist, right? I always had a boyfriend and it was always long term. My high school boyfriend was my high school boyfriend. Sure. My college boyfriend was my college boyfriend. Um, uh, yeah, no, not going back there. There, you know, there were just reasons. No offense to both of you guys. Um, sorry, there seems to be an alarm going off. Um, 
no offense to both of those guys, but you know, the, I think you're, what you said earlier um, is really significant for people to get. I am no way, I, I am so not the person that I was when I was 18 or 22 or 30 when I got married for the first time, or even, f- I th- how old was I when I met my husband? About 36. I'm a totally different person than that person was. Um, so it's hard for me to imagine. Yes, I can see the feeling comfortable with someone, but it's hard to, for me to imagine unless it's been a relatively recent relationship. I mean, like Benifer is 19 years since the two of them were together. Two marriages, I think, for her, one marriage for him, two kids for her, three kids for him. I, I can't imagine it. Uh, you know, because you would have you would have changed so fundamentally in that period of time. But I'm thinking. So you mentioned you have this happen with clients. If someone who's listening were a Smart Dating Academy client and came trotting in, Bella, Bella, I'm so excited. I just hooked up with or met up with you know a former flame. What do you, you said you you know you have them jumping through circus hoops. What exact? What do you really? What do you have them doing? What would you tell someone? Don't get exclusive right away. Thank you. You need to have a dating funnel. And just because your ex comes along, it doesn't mean this is your boyfriend or your fiance or good Lord, your husband all over again, right? That you need to vet this person. And the way that we truly can vet somebody from a confidence standpoint is when you have options. When we have options, we feel powerful. When we only have one too soon, that's when we tend to settle. We feel like we only have that one availability. We don't want to be alone. And so I need to make this work. And that's when you might fudge those lines of what's acceptable to you. And you sweep the red flags under the rug because you only have one. So the best thing you can do in the dating process is keep your ex, if the person was actually a good savory ex, is keep them as one of many in your dating funnel and date them slowly. Don't slip back into playing husband and wife boyfriend and girlfriend, girlfriend and girlfriend, whatever it is, you want to make sure that this person and you truly have come together in a new and improved sense. A 2.0 for sure. A real 2.0. A real 2.0. Not because (coughs) JLo, not (laughs) because you're, you've broken up with your fiance of a couple of years seven minutes ago, right? It lends itself, it lends itself to a lot of questions, right? Was, was, was Ben in the wings the whole time? Like who knows, who knows what's happening, right? So we don't know. And I know enough to know that you never know what goes on in a relationship behind closed doors, but you just hope that They've both done the work and they know why they should be moving across coast to blend their families together before they actually do it. And they have really vetted each other as good partners for them as to where they are in their lives with five kids between them. Hello, Divorce and Beyond family. Susan here, and I'm excited to announce the launch of a brand new resource page on the website for you. 
I always say that you need to educate yourself when you're going through divorce because knowledge truly is power. And I think reading is one of the best ways that you can gain that knowledge. So I've compiled a list of my recommended books and reading on all topics related to divorce. We've got finance, parenting, emotional regulation, healing, and a lot more. So check it out on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com backslash beyond-reading. Stay tuned for more from Susan and her very special guest, America's favorite dating expert, Bella Gandhi, with the need to know red and green flags to look for when getting back together with an ex. Guys, adrenaline is fight or flight, okay? Like these are not, I'm gonna die. I'm going to die. I need to outrun the tiger or I need to fight it, right? And when you have all of that surging through your veins, how good of a decision, you know, it it kind of makes sense when you think about it, why at that moment you would seek comfort from an ex. If you are enjoying this episode, check out The Forgotten Victims of Gray Divorce, The Effects on Adult Children, with therapists and authors, Carol Hughes and Bruce Fredenberg. There is a myth that because children are adults, if their parents divorce when they're adults, that they'll just roll with it. You know, they're adults, they've got their own lives going at one level or another, young adults, middle adults, older adults. And, uh, you know, they'll just deal with it. And aren't you glad that you weren't six years old when, when your parents divorced? And now we return to today's show. Right. And that's such an important aspect of this because, you know, we have talked about they have five children between them. Um, it, you know, I'm just going to use them as an example. And certainly we we only see what we see through the press and, and every, there's such a scrutiny on it. Who knows what there really is happening there? But you have seen them out with both of their children on excursion. I think they were at the Malibu Country Mart the other day with her daughter and his son. Um, and that, you know, that that's concerning, I think, just on a general perspective basis, not let's take Benefer out of it and just say, bringing your kids into a new relationship, especially when they were very involved and close to your former partner, you know, there are some problems with that, or there are some potential risks with that. Um, but people do it a lot. They do. You know, our general rule of thumb is wait six months post-exclusivity before you introduce your kids to somebody because kids, even, you know, even tweens, obviously young kids for sure, tweens, teens, they get attached to people over time and their worlds get rocked with breakups. And then to put them right in front of somebody new all over again before you're sure, sure, sure that this is going to stick. You just want to be so mindful of keeping your kids first, right? We're certainly first. And you, I know those of you listening that want to find love, you do want to find love and your kids want you to be in love, but you just want to make sure that this person will not only be a good partner for you, but a good partner in your kids' lives. Right. And it's hard to, you know, I got to throw the word out there because I, you know, it's, it's the one that I think really resounds in this space, the rebound, right? When you have a situation like 
J-Lo and, and Ben Affleck where she broke off a very long-term relationship and engagement of a few years. Um, and then within, a, I think, a month or two, was very involved in this new relationship with an old person. So again, we've already talked about how that can feel like you're just stepping back in time into something that already existed. But there's also what you said earlier in the, the episode at a time when we break up, whether it's a, a breakup or a divorce or a separation, we hurt. We feel a loss. We feel the loss and we go through grief. And there's a hole in our lives yeah. where someone else used to be. And so there is this huge desire, you know, I always say to fill that hole in our lives. It doesn't come out quite the right way, but, you know, I, I, one of my biggest concerns is, um, you know, Dr. Elizabeth Cohen, our friend, who's a psychologist, always talks about the fact that when we are in grief, we are emitting stress hormones, cortisol and uh, the other one, uh, adrenaline, adrenaline, and not the uh, and oxytocin, but that only screws up our thinking um, when we get into these new relationships. But when you have those hormones actually rushing through your body. You can't think clearly. It's a physiological thing that you cannot think clearly. So here you are in misery, your brain's not working properly, and you start making these decisions within a couple of months when you're still in that, that yeah. this is the place to go. So you start from a cloudy place chemically. Yes. Right? Cortisol and adrenaline. Guys, adrenaline is fight or flight. Okay, like these are not- I'm gonna die. <laughs> I'm going to die. I need to outrun the tiger or I need to fight it, right? And when you have all of that surging through your veins, how good of a decision, you know, it, it kind of makes sense when you think about it, why at that moment you would seek comfort from an ex because you're in stress or fight or flight. And so a new person that could potentially even be a better partner for you is still too much of a risk, right? The safe thing to combat those hormones is something that you know from the past. Yeah. You know, there's another aspect of it that I wonder about because we're all human and the press has had a lot of fun talking about Alex Rodriguez's response to J-Lo getting together with Ben. And, you know, I'm not saying in any way that this has something to do with that, but there is that, um, I've seen it in other relationships where I've been representing clients, where someone gets together with an ex, there's always an additional, like, sticking it to your current ex, your newest ex, but because you got together with a, a back together with a former ex. So there's almost a little boost because of that as well. Yeah, it's really, it gets harder. It's not even leaving me or breaking up or for someone new. It's like, you went back there? What? Yeah. Come on. Like, was this that bad? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> But well, and so but we are human, but there we've and we've been talking about this from that perspective of this might not be the best idea in the world. But for some people, it is a good idea. For some people, it does work out. There was a couple 
on the GMA um, spot that you did on this topic, who after 27 years, and I think it was a, either a high school or a college relationship, but after 27 years and other relationships and lots of things that happened in their lives, they did get back together and seemed very happy. And, you know, have you, one, have you seen it, it work out with any of your clients um, and what are the green flags? You, you've talked about red flags. What are the green flags that let you know this might be a good idea? So it's a good idea. Like we were talking about, if the relationship that you had in the past was a good one and it was a healthy one and it was matters in a sense that were out of your hands that split you guys apart. So green flag is it was peaceful. It was easy. It was good for the most part when you were together. And the next green flag is, do you want the same things out of life at this point, right? Because chances are you're a little grayer when you're coming back together again. Maybe you've got young kids in the mix, but is this person a good person for where you are in your life right now and vice versa? Do you want to take on their stuff and can they take on your stuff? And can you put all your stuff together, right? And, and really make it a healthy we because we all come in with suitcases and trunks and wheelie bags of baggage by that point. So, but those are the green flags. And, and another you know, and Susan, you brought up a good point about dating rules earlier. If this person really just wants to rev it up and go back to where you were 20 years ago and you're not ready for that, a good green flag is for you to say, I'd like to take this slow this time around. And if that person says, you know what, I get it. I'm good with that. I want you to feel really comfortable around this. That's a huge green flag. A red flag in that situation would be like, what do you mean? I'm really sure about this and you're not, well then forget it. If that person isn't willing to compromise on something as simple as let's just take this slow so we can really make sure that we get into this for the right reasons this time around, then you might not be looking at a really good bet. That's so such good advice. I, I wish, I hope everyone listens to it. I wish everyone would. Um, because the other thing I, I was thinking about that you were just talking about, I know one of your rules is not to be hopping into bed immediately when you start dating someone. And, and that is, there's a hormonal reason and a biological reason behind that that we've talked about in other episodes. But it also seems that, you know, if you're going back with an ex, this is someone you probably did have a sexual relationship with. And, you know, I know from oh so many of my other guests, you know, that that idea of having to get naked with someone new after being in a long term relationship is daunting for people. So there's probably a comfort level about going back to an old relationship because you're going back to some, something where that has already been explored, or at least the door has already been opened. Um, the cow's out of the barn on that one, I guess. Out of uh, the barn. But, but it also might be something that will get you back in the barn a little too quickly, right? You've already been there. You've already done that. You've been there. You've done that. And suddenly you feel like this is home, right? Especially if you're coming out of grief. You've been so lonely. And something familiar comes along for you. You can absolutely rush that too fast and too soon because there's so much familiarity to your point. Yeah. 
I, I can see that being a big draw for people, but also sort of a big pitfall because um, I, th I would think you could just very simply slip into an, the relationship like an old sweater and feel so comfortable in it. Like we've all been living in our sweatpants for the past year and a half with COVID. And, you know, there's that comfort level of being able to be there. Um, but, you know, I read something that said uh, people were saying finding that long lost love, finding the soulmate that got away. And then I read a quote from somebody that said soulmates aren't found, they're made. They're made. That's yeah. Right. That's right. And I, I think that's the, the basis of your entire method, right? Like, are you finding the person that can become your soulmate with work on both of your sides with the right effort from both of you. I tell people all the time, love is a verb. It's not a noun, right? It's mm -hmm. action. It's not a feeling. What you're feeling is lust, right? Especially in the beginning, it's infatuation, right? But long-term when you're together, you develop attachment, right? And Susan, you've been married a long time. I've been married a long time and marriage is work. It shouldn't be soul-crushing, bone-breaking work, but it's certainly work to be the better partner. And love means doing what's good for the other person as well. Even though it may not be the best for you, it's wanting that other person to be happy and grow, right? And that's truly the definition of love. And yeah, I, I, honestly, I don't know how to put it better than that. As always, Bella has the best way of phrasing things. And the other thing here is maybe you don't need to go, I'm going to paraphrase one of Bella's other phrases. Maybe you don't need to go back to an old lid because there are many lids out there for your pot. And I, I did steal that directly from, from Bella. Love that. Don't go back to that dented, janky old lid that had cracks in it and bacteria in the lid. You need a new lid that's pink and glossy with the brand new gold knob on it. I don't know. But yeah, you just, you don't necessarily know. I always say at at our company, we're really making sure that that lid fits real nicely with your cute little pot. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. And let's let's talk about Smart Dating Academy for a second. I want people to know all about what you do. And you have so many different ways to help people as they journey into love. And one, one little tidbit, everyone, I want you all to know. Bella has been in the business of helping people find love for 11 years. She has num so many marriages and relationships, not one divorce, not one divorce, in 11 years. Not one divorce, which is crazy, knock on wood. And I think when there is a right way to look for love and to find love, right? And unfortunately, there's also a wrong way to do it, right? And we're never really taught what the right way is. We're never really taught what we should feel besides you should feel a lot of chemistry and a lot of fireworks. And I want you to have the chemistry and I want you to have the fireworks, but what we'll show you is you don't have to have them right away, right? People have to earn you and you have to pay attention 
to what the red flags are and what the green flags are and have a great dating funnel so that, like we said at the beginning of this show, you feel powerful, like you have options. So you're not sweeping the red flags under the rug again. So we help you to determine who a good partner is that's going to make you happy and then pushing on all the levers to get there. Online dating, we have great photos, great profiles, meeting people in real life, getting people to set you up in your network and then dating slowly. Guys, I will give you a little bomb here. We typically, our clients are not having sex and in committed relationships. Like Susan said, we talk about sex exclusivity. 15 dates. 15. Bam. Not three. Not three. Not 15 minutes. 15 (laughs) dates. And that's not in 15 days. That's over the course of three to four months, slow and steady, because there is no substitute for one thing in the dating process. And that thing is time. You can see so much about somebody if you just slow it down, right? How much can you see of the world if you're driving 90 miles an hour on the highway? Whoosh! You don't see anything. You got to slow down to actually see the pretty trees and the garden and what the street signs are called. Dating is very similar. If you move too fast, you're going to miss the red flags. I love your metaphors. They're always so good. So slow down, people. Slow Slow down, down. Benifer. Slow down. (laughs) Throw it into 35 miles per hour. <laughs> You're breaking the speed limit, Bella's speed limit. We're like Mach uh, two right now with that. Yeah. <laughs> those two. Yeah, they're 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 on uh, uh, Bezos's rocket or whoever's the next one is that's going off the billionaire. We're gonna have to do a show on the billionaire battle to be the first to the moon. These guys Ooh, are crazy. Absolutely, <laughs> I love that. That's so funny. So, well, I think you know, think twice before you rekindle with your ex, because typically your ex was an ex for a reason. And if you were the reason for the breakup, how have you become better? How have you changed? How have you become wiser? How do you know the kind of person that's going to make you happy? And if you don't put the mirror up to yourself and really start to figure that stuff out. And dating is hard. Relationships are hard. If you need help, build a village around you and get that support. You don't have to do it by yourself. Don't do it by yourself. And certainly don't take the advice of all of your friends that have no idea how to have great relationships. I always say, don't get your dating relationship from your single friends. Um, There's a reason, you know, Get it from Bella. Go to the website, smartdatingacademy.com. There are, besides being able to get in touch with Bella and you can work one-on-one with her as a coach um, or one of the her coaches, but you also, there are programs on there. There are videos to watch. There are downloadable. There's a great one about spotting a narcissist so that you're not dating and going down that road. Talk about red flags. Um, there's all kinds of amazing content and you can go watch Bella on GMA today, Steve Harvey, Kelly Clarkson and all of her myriad. There's a reason why she's on every national morning show, uh, in the world. So, um, she has the best advice and she's here to help you. So reach out to Bella and thank you, Bella. I'm so glad we got to talk about this topic. I think this will help a lot of my listeners. Oh. And maybe Benifer. 
Thank you for helping me. Hi, Ben. Hi, JLo. <laughs> call, call Bella when you need help. Call, call and then call Susan when you really need some help. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not that kind of help. Can we say prenup? Um, okay. So <laughs> thank you again, Bella. So fun. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Divorce and Beyond podcast. I hope you found some information and inspiration to help you on this journey. Please join me every Monday at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. And if you like the show, please take the time to subscribe and leave me a five-star review on iTunes. You can also find more information on the website at divorceandbeyondpod.com where you'll find links to the YouTube channel, transcripts of the episodes, and other bonus content. So I'll see you next week to help you move through your divorce and beyond.